1: Hammer and Nigel. you believe these characters are weirdos? So
2: let's rock! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Republican presidential primary debate, the first of many to come tonight. I can't think of anybody better to break it down for us than Raven Harrison. She's a political strategist and a former congressional candidate, author of the book Raven's Mantle Fighting the Betrayal of America. Raven, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's been a busy day. We yeah, like it. It's a be- Super Bowl for GOP. <laughs> That's right.
2: Yeah, and I'm just wondering, and we'll drill down into some of the individual candidates, but from your uh, big-picture view as a political strategist, what are you looking for tonight from these candidates?
0: Well, they've you, you've had it described a few ways, and I think them saying that these are the vice president tryouts <laughs> is probably the best <laughs> I've seen so far. I see What you're going to see, basically, is the posturing's already begun. And really, right now, this is kind of Donald Trump's show, whether he's going to be there or not. So what you're going to see is this is second place uh, for DeSantis to lose. He typically has not been a good debater. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is strong. He's crept up into the second spot without many people realizing. And then you've got the other ones, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, uh, you know, all of the other ones that are Chris Christie, Mike Pence, who are now just going to try to carve something out for themselves that's resonating with the voters.
1: Raven, Jason Hammer here, and I agree with you. It feels like this is the race for second place. But second place could be really important here because the elephant in the room is the legal situation with Donald Trump. In the event something squirrely happens with Donald Trump and he's not allowed to run or he's locked up or something like that, second place could be very important here, right?
0: Well, it could be. And Hammer, that's a really good point that you make. But here's the kicker. There's always a kicker. Here's the kicker is that if Donald Trump is not successful in fighting off this legal uh, turmoil, if the Democrats are successful in being able to remove him, prevent him from running again, which means they are selecting who is allowed to be. Able to run for this office, then none of the platforms you hear in second place are going to matter. If we don't get this straightened out, if we don't mm. reset the controls and the checks and balances on this office, it is not up to Pelosi and Biden and the DOJ to decide who we allowed who we are allowed to elect and And, this is where we're in danger so any of the ones are going to have to take a stand on this or they'll never see the oval office
2: raven harrison here's our guest political strategist talking about the gop primary uh debates tonight as a political strategist what would your advice have been to donald trump should he be in this debate tonight or um sit this one out and do the tucker interview instead
0: Absolutely not. I think as a strategist, there would be absolutely no advantage to mm. Donald Trump being at this debate. Yeah. The target is already on his back. He is lapping the field. And what it will be essential to do is to see how many of these people can carve out a niche without using Donald Trump. So I'm actually going to be keeping a scorecard. We're not going to put any alcohol with it because I wouldn't be able to do my job. But how many times <laughs> They mention, you know, Trump, how many times each candidate mentions President Trump. In this debate, I hope it's minimalist because that's what the American people want to see. They don't want to see another version of Trump. They want to see what you'll do. So hopefully, and I think Vivek Ramaswamy has done the best of kind of distancing himself from all of the situations surrounding President Trump and trying to carve his own way, which is probably reflect, reflective of why he's doing so much better in the polls.
1: Raven, should the GOP make the criteria for getting into these things a little tougher? I mean, let's be honest here. With all due respect to Asia Hutchinson and Doug Burgum and people like that, nobody around the country is really wanting to hear from somebody polling around one or two percent. Should they tighten the screws a little bit, make that stage a little bit smaller so we hear more from from DeSantis or Tim Scott or Ramaswamy.
0: Well that's you could but that's essentially another layer of of kind of censorship of them deciding you know, who makes the cut. And it really takes us further away from that. It really is we the people. We decide. Yeah. And this is kind of like in the America where, you know, in the Reagan doctrine, everybody he's an actor. He'll never and Reagan turned out to be the gold standard. He had a balanced budget. Last time, California had a balanced budget and the great communicator. So I think we want to be careful of not letting the establishment and the elites decide what those parameters are. It takes the power away from we the people. But I guarantee you that the the process of self-selection the darwinism will be alive and well in this debate of the ones who basically have nothing you know the crickets will be overwhelming
2: raven this is almost just kind of an easy uh dumb question but does our former governor here in indiana mike pence have a pathway at all do you see in any way shape or form
0: I do not. I feel like at this point, um, what he's probably doing is just buying for, you know, what's left of his political career. But he's he's really on both sides of a double edged sword. And I don't think he's playing either very well. So he's either going to have to, you know, you were part of the Trump era or you're not a part of the Trump era and either alienates both sides. So I don't see his path. It's not going to be, you know, his argument has been, well, I stood up for the Constitution and, You know, that's not been met very favorably. So he's on the outs with the Trump supporters and the Democrats don't want him. So he's going to have to figure out how he carves this forward and having to kind of tap dance on both sides of that fence.
1: Raven Harrison with us, political strategist. So, Raven, we talked a little bit about Donald Trump earlier and the legal situation he's in. One of the things that I hear a lot, one of the things that I see on social media is that Donald Trump is the favorite runaway favorite to win the Republican nomination, but there are concerns that he can't win the general, that somebody else maybe on the Republican side who can't beat him in the primary might have a better chance of winning the general election because so many people just have it in their minds, orange man bad, from the last couple of years. Do you buy that?
0: No, I don't. Because, you know, I, I get a lot of input from a lot of different sources. And I'm telling you, that's what the Democrats want to put out there because they are desperate. This is what all this legal trouble. I mean, they have literally had the Georgia indictment without before it had even been voted on.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, that yeah. is that is clear cut. It reduces any shrap of credibility. The Democrats have that this is a legitimate case that they are bringing they are obviously desperate to stop him and that has caught the attention of the moderates and the swings so what i would say is you know the people that i am hearing from the polls that i see people have got their tents ready to go vote for him in jail if he's in jail they're going to bring the ballot to the jailhouse to vote for him so this strategy of you know of assuming he's going to be tangled up in this legal everything they've thrown at him so far has been has been a swing and a miss and uh, so I would not, I definitely, if I was on the left, would not anticipate that's going to be a winning strategy. So I think that it's making him stronger. It's, he's raising a ton of money, and he's got all eyes on him. So they're inadvertently giving him all the press he could ever handle.
2: <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that as a strategy? He decides, Trump decides to turn himself in the morning after the GOP primary debates. Nobody's going to be talking about it Thursday morning.
0: Correct. I mean, it's everything he's been doing. You know, I have said this since the beginning that Trump is a master chess player. I mean, he is playing 5D chess and everybody seems to be playing checkers. He seems to be one step ahead of it. And the RNC right now, I think Ronna McDaniel has said that I don't think that this is going to affect the debate at all. I said, then you're not paying attention because he's got, you know, he's got that tape with Tucker. That was already a pre recorded interview. He can release that anytime he wants to. So he is masterfully and skillfully playing this to maximum advantage. And, you know, just kudos to him for making lemonade out of, you yeah. know, the barrage of lemons being thrown at him. But I just I, I caution the candidates to not take the clickbait. You have got to carve out how you are different and not fall into this you know attacking trump because the democrats are doing it it's not working so it won't it won't have any different result if the candidates engage in that as well
2: raven harrison political strategist the uh, i guess the number two guy behind trump some would say is ron desantis governor of florida what happened to his campaign do you think did he go wrong somewhere why is he so i mean you mentioned um he hasn't run a very strong campaign he's not a strong debater what does he need to do tonight
0: I think that this is pretty much dead in the water uh, with DeSantis. And I say that because it came out, you know, to even come out, there were rumblings. I was telling people he was going to run or like, he's just thinking about it. He's just raising money just in case, just in case what, in case he accidentally becomes president. I said, (laughs) so this was a plan, but this was seen as very disloyal. Trump came out and said, you know, he needed my help. I helped him. And now he's not willing to wait his turn. And a lot of Trump supporters, echoed that sentiment of why couldn't he just wait four years till Trump's term was over so he had that against him and then he came out with a horrible messaging strategy which is he compared himself to Trump and then attacked Trump mm. that is a horrible strategy to come out with and the 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 donors and the constituents agree they don't want a filtered watered down Trump if they want Trump then they want Trump ultra not Trump light right so that's what I think he went wrong in terms of and then trying to correct the new Twitter strategy. That was a debacle of announcing on, on oh, yeah. Twitter. Uh, so I think everything has kind of gone wrong. And now it's going to be up to him to do something he traditionally has not been good at, which is debate.
1: Raven, last thing here before we let you go. If one of these folks on the debate stage tonight just has an awful night and the polling shows that they've actually lost ground, is that game over? Is that it for one of these candidates tonight if they have that type of night?
0: Typically, I would say absolutely. And in a lot of cases, it should be. But I think with this legal cloud that surrounds President Trump, they just can't resist. I don't think anybody with all of these legal... Issues surrounding President Trump, however unlikely, is willing to walk away from that opportunity. So, but they are all also vying for heir apparent. And that would be less likely for uh, Christie, Pence, and DeSantis. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see it, the strategy from Scott and Haley and ramaswamy yeah
2: i'm I'm interested to see what chris christie former governor of new jersey is going to do tonight his whole thing was coming after trump and trump's not even there what's (laughs) chris christie's function at this debate tonight
0: well hopefully he can get something successful because it's not he says trump's afraid of you he's not afraid of you he's afraid of your policies you know so i would just say yeah he he's doing the, the schoolyard bully thing of trying to taunt trump and you know it's it's, easier to taunt when you're the one who's leading the field by double digits so it's just not even it's not even you know hilarious funny it's it's childish at best uh
2: raven harrison is a political strategist uh where can more people find uh you at in your social media and i'm I'm assuming you're going to be covering the debates tonight
0: I am. I'm going to be blasting off, but if you can, you can find me on ravenharrison.com and on social media at raven underscore TX warrior. We're going to be breaking it down. I'm going to be giving the signature sizzle.
2: Awesome, Raven. We love it's having you on morning. and we'll talk to you uh, here in a couple weeks for an update.
0: Sounds great. Looking forward to it.